3, 2, 1. You're listening to the D-Bad Movement. This is the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. Hello, welcome along. Today, we are going to be talking about faddy diets. Mm. Faddy, faddy. (laughs) Faddy. So, Alex, I understand you've been doing some research into this. What have you found? So, Active.com, they've got an article, so it's the weirdest diets in history. So, I'll just list off a few that I thought was interesting. So, the tapeworm diet. Have you heard of that before? I have not. They used to be sold sort of in tablet form, I'm assuming maybe when they were eggs. And people would swallow them and the tapeworm would survive in the stomach and then they'd grow up uh, to be like 25 feet long. 25? How big are they? How wide? Because they would eat the contents of your... Was they what? Girthy? Yeah. Not very. I'm not sure. But uh, when they discovered that it started causing like seizures and meningitis and things, they stopped selling them in the US. How awful. Was this relatively recent then? Um, it was in the 20th century. So. Yeah. Well, if it was American, it's relatively recent, isn't it? Yeah. In the scheme of things. So, yeah. yeah, I think my cousin had a tapeworm. She picked it up in Africa. Really? Not as a diet technique. Did she lose Mom's weight? As a pet. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about having a tapeworm is you should never feel lonely. Yeah. It makes me feel really weird when I think that there's a little worm in your stomach. And I hear that you have to, like, sit over a bucket of milk so that it attracts the head of the worm and it pokes its head out no. of, from from your anus. And then you have to, like, when it starts coming out, it starts, like, slurping at the milk. And then somebody has to wait there and then grab it. And then joking? And then you have to, like... Pull it and pull it and pull it for 25 feet until it works its way out of you, and it's like <laughs> it's trying to get back in, and you have to kill it with fire. <laughs> I actually believe you. Is it real? Wow. <laughs> Could be. Wow. That's a horrific vision I've got in my brain. Yeah, right I mean, now. it's nice to um, to not have to worry about what you're eating, but having to go through like this 25 foot parasite that I've got to kill with fire is quite extreme. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> the next one is the cotton ball diet. I've heard that, of this. Is this eating cotton balls? Yeah. Oh, no. So apparently, because they're like, obviously, zero calories. If you're oh. hungry, it's a, what a lot of, I think a lot of models is used it like to do it. cotton wool? Cotton balls, oh. yeah, cotton wool. Because that's horrible, because you know in cotton wool, it touches oh. your teeth. It's it goes right me. through me. Oh, yeah. like, it the squeak of it's horrible. <laughs> but it's it like, fills up space in your stomach. It's like torture ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Is, um, my teeth are itching. Just talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So, so people are so hungry that they're just putting cotton inside them. Well, I think it's because they don't want to actually eat I, 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 bet you know, I bet you know what it is, is it, when it gets wet, when it gets into the stomach and it like mixes with like any fluids that you've had or the stomach acid, things like that, swell. it's going to swell a little bit and it's going to make you feel full. That I sounds bet that's, really that's healthy. That's the idea behind it, I bet. I mean, it sounds incredibly unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Although, just think about it, your poos are going to be like clouds. Nice oh. little pretty poops. I imagine like unicorn poos. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean... Still brown, I would have thought. I feel like it, they're not going to come out as they entered. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be good, though. I mean, if you managed to, like, pump them out and they just floated them <laughs> out. Yeah. I mean, that's a better image than you feeding them to your tapeworm and it just, like, coming out your anus and just oh. sucking going, what's this shit you're feeding me now? Stop saying anus. <laughs> I say anus a lot, don't I, I, don't. I on the podcast? Mm. Yeah, so there's a slimming soap diet. So in the 1930s, if you couldn't melt your fat, you could always wash it away with soap products like fat earner and fat off. You have to scrub <laughs> scrub hard because they turned out to be hand soaps in the end. So they used to advertise them as to, to, to scrub, scrub your away fat your fat. 
No. No again. So what's the, the idea of this? I mean, A, that's not a diet, is it? That's well, just it's not like, a diet, but it's on the weirdest. wearing your... You may as well just use a cheese grater on your, <laughs> on your love handles. Yeah. Which is possibly an even more horrific vision than the tape plan. It is. It is. Well, oh, one God. more which I found quite funny. In 1727, a man called Thomas Shaw observed that fat people lived near swamps. So he released <laughs> a book... Uh, that was introduced to sort of aid weight loss. And his only tip was to move away from a swamp. Wow, brilliant. What <laughs> <laughs> does he mean he observed that? I I mean, did know. he just watch Shrek? Just use that as the basis for his idea. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah. it's good advice. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I live near any swamps. So I'm, I'm, You're in good you know, stead. Yeah. Yeah. I live near some swamps, so wow. if I move further up the hill, yeah. <laughs> then the weight just sheds off. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's amazing. Wow, yeah. That's incredible. Also, you could relocate your tapeworm into the swamp. I imagine it'd be quite happy. Yeah, this is true. My friend once did an egg diet where he was only supposed to eat eggs. I think that's the way he took it, although I don't think that was the actual diet. He took it to mean that he should only eat eggs. The problem just eggs. Not, not worm eggs. The problem was he didn't, he didn't like eggs. Oh no! So his diet was basically that he barely ate anything. So why? Would it didn't you... last long, needless to say. What, what he died? No, no, the diet didn't last <laughs> long. <laughs> so literally, it was only eggs he was meant to eat. Well, he thought that, but I don't think that was the diet. Okay. Yeah. I've tried the Easter egg diet. Yeah, that's that's. A I think one. that's doing my bit for childhood obesity is eating my children's Easter eggs every year. <laughs> I'm a champion of the people. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean. Was he known for trying faddy diets? He was known for trying fads. He does like to do a diet every now and then, yeah. I thought he's done another one where he only really ate like jacket potatoes with tuna and beans or something. And he seems to have that every single day. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I did that as a He student. can't do anything unless he's obsessed by it. So he's got to become obsessed by it. Otherwise he can't do it. For example, I was chatting to him the other night and he was saying, during lockdown, I've gone through all like my finances and everything like that. And he said, I've just been looking at how many subscriptions I've got. He said, for example, I've got one subscription that's £25 a month for an online course that you can take, to how to play the tin whistle. <laughs> but yeah, he said, I've never ever done a single lesson. £25 a month, he's had that for a year. Okay, I think what we should probably address here is that if we're not careful, we're just like laughing at people for doing silly diets, because <laughs> which is not what we're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and nor are we here to pass judgment on your weight. We do pass judgment all the time on this podcast, but on this one here, you want to try and do something about your weight, you want to lose weight. If you, whatever size you want to be, that's entirely up to you. Disclaimer done. Now we can start being silly again. So Jenny Harrison... She said, I had a diet pill that basically just gave me the shits and I convinced myself that it was a sustainable way of living that basically I just ate and went to the toilet like five times a day so my body didn't have time to absorb the fat. As if having constant shits was easier than just going for a fucking run. (laughs) That doesn't sound quite unpleasant. Actually, do you know what? My friend recently, he went vegan. And I'm not saying that like veganism's a fad or anything like that or that... He's just, you know, it's, it's fake or anything like that. But he recently went vegan and he said that he goes... I don't think that that was... I don't think there was anything in my eyes or Alex's no, eyes. No, no, but you know, I'm not veganism. having a go at, I'm not having a go at veganism, but I'm just saying... He, um, we weren't. He, <laughs> I wasn't going to. I feel like you're going to because you've just no, said that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a vegan here to butt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a vegan here to butt. But he said he went to the toilet a lot more. 
We've had a bit of listener feedback about this podcast, and apparently I talk about going to the toilet a real lot. Yeah. Um, can I just say that I didn't bring that one up? Although yeah, I did I did paint the beautiful image of the tapeworm earlier over a bucket of milk. Yeah, but unlike the diet pills and things, I saw that you know, Gemma Collins, yeah. who was on The Only Way is Essex, mm. she was recently promoting like a weight loss injection. Okay, I just think it's so wrong, personally. I think it's, it's irresponsible. Yeah. Do you not think that that's... What, how does it work? I'm, I'm not sure how it works, but I know there was like a bit of uproar about it. Right, so I hear what you're saying there. And from a... I eat a lot of food and I drink a fair amount. And I'm slightly overweight. But every day I exercise. Most mornings I go for a run. And that's how I manage my weight. Now, I, somebody listening to this might be going, that works for you. I do that and it doesn't work for me. There are people yeah. for whom that doesn't work. Um, there's also people, I, what I don't like is people who say, to, oh, you're so lucky, you're so skinny. And I just think, these people have met what my, my genetic background, basically, all the other men in my family. They're a different shape, shall we say. I have to exercise all the time to maintain that weight. And that's become a habit for me. So I don't, I've never really mm. done a diet, but that works for me. But I'm also respectful that that doesn't work for some people. And that's why they have to try these fatty diets. Yeah, just seek, I get that. Seeking the thing but that works like for them. I feel like injections are just... <laughs> Hang on. I'm not condoning the injections there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Too, so, but I'm just saying, but you can yeah, see what yeah, people yeah. are yeah, seeking yeah, for. Yeah. But just, I wasn't condoning the injections. All the cotton balls, no. <laughs> Yeah, All the eggs. No, I do like eggs. I love eggs. I could do the egg diet, I think. Just eggs, though, is a bit rum in it. I'm sure there was a case, like, about three years ago, something like that, of a student who had only ate, like, hummus or rice or something like that for about a year and a half, and they contracted scurvy like a pirate. <laughs> From hummus? I think scurvy well, is quite horrific, I, isn't it? But it's scurvy, gone down yeah. as low. Well. Oh, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just have some limes and you'll be fine. I think it's a lack of vitamin C, I think, is it? Or it's a lack of vitamins, anyway. That's why the Americans call us limeys, because we, the British sailors to combat scurvy, they used to get their vitamin C from having limes, which are the fruit that lasts the longest when you're going on a transatlantic. Okay. So we, we ate a lot of limes and maybe smelled of lime. And that's why we're called it's limeys. It's a bad thing to smell of, really. Yeah, as far as racial slayers go. Limes do I'll last a while, one. don't they? Yeah, that's they a do. Call, actually. They do mm. last. Georgina Garten is a cabbage soup diet is pretty bad and not pleasant for those you might share an office with. Quick fixes don't work long term for me, so maybe I was a dickhead for jumping on those bandwagons. Oh no! I think it's because you read that in a sad voice. It's, it's made me feel a little bit sad. That's made me feel a little bit sad. No, I think the dickhead is the people that are just profiteering yeah. off, off desperate people for whom they've they tried things haven't work. worked before. Yeah, yeah. They, and they must know. And the thing is, I mean, as you said there, I mean, it's quite telling. Quick fixes don't work long term for me, right? So you'll probably see some short term results from that, and it, and it isn't sustainable. But by that point, they've got your money. The, the friend I was telling you about earlier has to take things to extremes. He's currently doing one where he fasts, you know, fasting diet. Yeah. Where you're supposed to fit it all in in a certain amount of time. And I think it's normally about eight hours. The problem is, he's decided that not only is he going to do that and just eat in an eight hour period, he's brought it down to six hours, and he's decided he's only going to eat one meal. So it's like try, it's like he's trying to push together three or four diets. To be honest, though, I think my regular diet is that because I don't have breakfast. I'm just not hungry in the morning, so I'll have lunch and then I'll have. So I always eat breakfast. Yeah. I always find I have I two should, breakfasts. I should do. I'm just not hungry in the morning. Also, doesn't breakfast get your metabolism going as well? It gets you sort of burning. The... I'm a nighttime snacker. Yeah. Secret eater at night. 
My niece has just put a video out that's gone a bit viral online where she, she's made a rap video and she styled herself as Big Tasty and she's made a rap about binge eating disorder. And in that, there's some lyrics that she says, like, people misunderstand that and think that it's just about you just got no self-control or you're just greedy. But she's just like, if I'm getting up at three o'clock in the morning to force myself to eat when I'm not hungry, then it's not a good thing, no, trust me. No, no. Um, and I think that this is the point that there's a lot of dickheadery that comes around dieting because we all just look at what's worked for us or how we've chosen to be and then project that on other people. So if you look at the conventional wisdom and uh, the information given out by the NHS, which is this: is, you need to do this amount of physical activity, you need to do this amount of vegetable, and everything will be fine. But the problem is that doesn't work for some people. So not, we shouldn't be judging each other. You're supposed to drink like two and a half litres of water a day, aren't you? Oh, I'm That's really, really difficult. Is it that? Well, I don't know if you'd set me up for this. You, did you know, I mean, I struggle to drink anything less than five litres of water a day. I just drink water all the time. I find it really difficult to, to drink the required amount of water. Yeah. That, that's like the other night I had to get up for a wee five times in the night. That wasn't just the water, I had had some booze as well. Mm. Yeah, I drink, I drink loads of water. Mm. That's yeah. good. I don't know, you can drink too much water and it becomes poison and it attacks your body. Wow. And if you just get your e- electrolytes out of order, then it gives you other issues. So you can drink too much water. So if you've got like an addiction to water. Yeah. But as far as what addictions go, it's a pretty boring one. <laughs> I need a bit of that though, I think. Yeah, maybe we should um, spread out our addictions. Does it work like that? Can I have a bit of your not wanting breakfast in the morning and you can have some of my yeah. insatiable I'll demand for water? I have one of your breakfast as well. Do you say yeah. you have breakfast? Yeah. And who oh, yeah, I still get it. Yeah, yeah, I said a bit of it, not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be madness. <laughs> and who wants to share my dead prostitutes with me? <laughs> Do you know, the, the, the most dangerous point of the D-Bad <clears throat> podcast is when Ian's been quiet for two minutes. What's so going it's just on some, in there? something's brewing. <laughs> in this case it was the day what did you eat them <laughs> unless you're joining me I can't tell you I really I won't be joining you no I'm okay for, thank you for that one thanks for the um, offer remember don't be a murderer <laughs> Pippa Clarkson's written in yeah when there are recipes to follow that need a million random ingredients that you have to buy in like artichoke and cayenne pepper and lemongrass who has artichokes just lying around those three ingredients are pretty much exactly what my so during lockdown my mum and dad obviously were shielding and they didn't really leave the house at all so my sister had to take them to shopping now a lot of stuff they ordered in but every week my sister I'd be speaking to my sister on the phone and she'd be like yeah I'm going to go down to mum and dad's again today I was like, why? And she goes, oh, because mum's ordered a few ingredients from me that she needs desperately for part of her essentials for the food. It's like, what are they? And she goes, oh, yeah, lemongrass, cayenne pepper, um, whatever it was, artichokes or whatever. Yeah. The essentials. So, yeah, she was asking for essentials. So, presumably, they were on a nice, nice tasty diet with their unusual ingredients. Aww. That's true, though. When you do buy, like, cookbooks for, like, simple... Um, I mean, there's more coming out now that are more... Just try and use everyday stuff and easy yeah, ones. Yeah, like but what you've yeah. got left in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. You do get ones that are pretty weird, though. But it's nudging us to try new stuff. Yeah, true, yeah. It's just not everyone has, like, ground flaxseed lying around, do they? And a lot of these things are expensive, which I think yeah. is the other... Mm. I mean, certainly we're not the first people to say part of the issue when it comes to healthy eating is that unhealthy food tends to be much cheaper, much easier and quicker. And it's 
got all of this stuff in it like it's got the sugar and it's got the salt and sugar in itself is inherently evil really because it's there to trick us into thinking we need more and more of it and therefore we eat too much but trying to eat healthily is difficult because it's more expensive and there's like a real working class example of this that I came across a few years ago when we were doing some research we were looking at people in communities where there were high levels of obesity and if you just look at the, the the food offering that is available, there's no bloody surprise. Mm. If you take Coupland's, for example, so Coupland's Bakery, it is cheaper to buy a sausage roll than it is to get some lettuce and tomato added to your sandwich. Yeah. How is that right? Not particularly entertaining, but I'm on my soapbox now. <laughs> it's very true, though. They barely give you any. When you say, like, I'll have salad with that, and they charge you 40p for your salad and give you, like, one leaf of lettuce. One slice of cucumber. Yeah. A cucumber doesn't even come into it, I don't think. I think that's an that's extra. That's a luxury product. That's a luxury, yeah. When yeah. Uh, some friends of mine were in, they were filming in Amsterdam once, and they said, like, over the weekend while we're filming, as a bit of a challenge, you've got to try and pick up the weirdest DVD you can do in Amsterdam, and uh, the weirdest, like, wins a prize. Anyway, the winner was my friend who managed to find a DVD called Meat on Feet, and it was a, a fetish DVD, Specifically, just women like with nice painted nails and things like that, walking on raw meat with Ooh. like the, the mince seeping through the toes and things like that. Through the gaps between their toes. Meat on feet. I suppose that's a diet technique rather than eating the food. You just walk You're across just tenderizing it. Tenderizing the sticks. Yeah, maybe just that's it. Wow. <laughs> Don't know where to go. I don't, know. I don't know how to yeah. respond. Let that be a lesson to you all. Yeah. So Mark Charlton has said, people going gluten-free for non-health reasons. I have no choice, but I certainly wouldn't have chosen it. Bread that is barely palatable and has three times the fat content. And then you leave the shelves empty for those who need gluten-free diet. And he says, and don't get me started on the high cost of substitute food. Oh, right. Is gluten-free not better for you anyway? I thought gluten-free was better for you. Yeah. But- not according to Mark Charlton. He says that it's three times the fat content and more expensive. Oh, because so, I went around to someone's house the other day and they said, do you want a beer? I was like, yeah. And they said, do you want normal or gluten-free? So I said, I'll have gluten-free. Tasted fine. It was nice. Have you tried gluten-free like bread and things? That is, Probably. It's really not is great. Yeah, yeah. I had a gluten-free pizza the other day and it was just it's, not worth yeah, it. I'm a massive not. fan of bread. I was once a case study for a commercial radio station on weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go on the breakfast show every week and like report on how I was doing, except that I wasn't really doing it. And one night... Did they I, know you wasn't doing it? I don't think they cared. I don't <laughs> think it was like investigative journalism. I went on and it was, they were like, so how did you get on? I was like, well, I went for a run last night and I said, and I, was, I really wanted some supper, but I exerted some self-control and didn't. That's what I said. The reality is I'd been to the Greyhounds, got pissed and eaten a kebab on the way home. <laughs> and they didn't make me stand on scales. They just <laughs> believed me when I told them what my weight loss was. And it was really, and then, but then this is the worst thing. I mean, how indignant do I say? I got dropped so the the listeners never found out whether I achieved this goal wow. they just stopped inviting me back I mean maybe it's because I smelled of kebab and booze <laughs> they didn't believe me but I mean that didn't matter for radio did it it's only the presenters would have done the listeners would have been none the wiser I could have been inspiring people yeah yeah let me know I got into doing that it was about 12 13 years ago very strange I think maybe somebody was trying to tell me to let's work <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it just took me a bit of time to get my head around it. It must be annoying for Mark, though. 
if you you've got a diet that you need to eat for your health and there's never anything on the shelves because it's become trendy yeah so his health problems become trendy mm. But I think the, the difficulty it has is that I think there are different levels of gluten intolerance. I've got a friend who, if she eats bread, she might have to go to hospital. In fact, that's happened to her. And she's had oh, to have really? bits of her stomach cut out and things like that. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty serious for some people. I didn't people. know that it actually got that serious. I, I thought it just well. like, made you bloat. And... Yeah, I thought it just, yeah. No, it can be, it can oh, kill okay. you. Wow. So uh, phew, I brought the mood down a bit. <laughs> the gluten-free pizza that I ate the other day has been in our freezer for months and I've been wanting to eat it not because I've been wanting to try it it's because I've been wanting to get the space clear because it was just taking up space and Sally was just like no we can't eat it in case she comes round <laughs> well, and she's just like with an insatiable need for pizza amazing <laughs> that you go shopping and keep in mind like anyone who That's may come round to your house well she does that but only if it's like whoopsied or like mm. like sold off. Oh, I'll buy that. Yeah. So we have gluten. We have gluten free bread frozen just in case somebody with a yeah. severe gluten tolerance comes round and just said, "I really need a sandwich." <laughs> well, don't worry. So they'd be like, "Where about four hours and I'll defrost this." <laughs> Get like defrost them in the microwave. I mean, some stuff like I mean, I drank a ginger beer yesterday, and it says like gluten free in quite big letters across it. So that's a big selling point. So. I mean, mm. for, for people who have the intolerance, um, it is on the rise. I think the, it's growing exponentially. So in a few years' time, we'll all be gluten intolerant. It carries on that way. Mind you, I also heard that statistic about the rise of Elvis personators. That everybody will be an Elvis impersonator one day if it everybody. continues to grow at this rate. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, you missed an opportunity there, Shirley. That was a bit half-hearted. I'm interested in Rachel Bauer's comment. People saying veggies bang on about animal rights, but I don't bring it up. And then other people ask me directly about it, but get mad and are like, God, vegetarians always have to bring it up. I'm like, girl, you asked me. And then I went, girl. And then I went into it. We know Rachel. I didn't even know she was vegetarian. Yeah, she is. She's well. She's she's been a vegetarian for as long as I've known her. And she's definitely not a preachy vegetarian. No. I think this this comes from people who deep down believe in the virtues of vegetarianism but just don't have the willpower to do it themselves so yeah. when somebody else has like shown that they're able to do something that you're not they just feel a bit like pressured about their own behavior so then go oh stop going on about it just blame them mm. yeah. yeah it's strange that isn't it how interested people are because i've not been a vegetarian for very long but when i first came back from traveling i went to turby and i asked for no meat on my carvery and the lady next to me made a comment and was just like oh i don't know if it was like just curious or she was like why don't you eat meat but it's like insinuating why are you at Shabby Carvery if you don't eat meat and i was just like but did they have like a nut roast or something well everything else on the carvery is better i think anyway yeah i don't think you need the meat no. i suppose yeah it's not the best thing about a carvery is it? I mean, she wasn't like aggressive or anything but, but she might have been interested because yeah. she be like, well, I, I mean, I want to be yeah, a vegetarian. Yeah. What is it that's done it for you? Yeah, Rather yeah. than no judging you. Yeah, I think that's what what, what gravies did they have at Toby Carvery? Well, there's just like two. There's a vegetarian one. Is there a vegetarian? Yeah. Good. Because I couldn't have it without without gravy. No. Yeah, there's a vegetarian gravy there. But the um, vegetarian diet, I think a lot of people assume that that comes with being healthy. Not necessarily. I think I'm probably more unhealthy now. <laughs> Yeah. Just because I tend to eat, obviously, like chicken is quite an easy thing to eat. So now I substitute when I'd ever had to have chicken with like potatoes or. So it's not unhealthy, but I probably eat more carbs now than I used to. Mm. Mm. Need to get into your halloumi or something. Yeah. 
also not very good for you, is it? It's nice, isn't it? It's Although very it just nice. Makes you I eat a lot te- more cheese as makes well. Makes your teeth squeak like um, like cotton balls. Well, yeah, I was just thinking, like, if you're a vegetarian with a tapeworm, can you still eat meat? Because you're not the one that's <laughs> going to be processing it. It's just the circle of life. True. Yeah. That's like on, has everyone watched um, Succession? Do you know what, Ian? I'm watching Succession because I'm sick of seeing you asking if anybody watches Succession and it's all good. No, yeah. I am halfway through season one of Succession. Brilliant. Would you so recommend get- it? No, it's awful. No, no yeah, I do. I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's like on, they've gone a stag doing that. The groom gets sucked off by a woman and he comes in her mouth and then she kisses him and passes the cum back into his mouth and he says, so the cum stayed in my body. He said, it's like a completed circle. So really, so I, it's didn't, not cheated. I didn't cheat. That, dun, dun. That, that, that is Dick Hedery. Um, what's everyone think about that? I know what's going on in the trailer though. I know what's going in the trailer. So what have we learned today? We've learned that when it comes to diets, there's like a society puts pressure. You put pressure on yourself. If you want to try these things, so long as it's safe, that's fine. But try not to do anything that could harm you. Try not to do anything that means that evil people profiteer. And try not to judge others because your diet, what you eat is a really personal thing. But if somebody asks you why you're a vegetarian, um, it may be that you're inspiring them. So let's not be on the defensive either. And don't eat cotton balls. Yeah, don't eat oh, cotton balls. Ones. Watch out for those swamps. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, That's and if, if all else fails, move away from the swamp. Yeah. Land. yeah. If you're listening to this and you're afflicted by a tapeworm, please do contact the show because I'd like to try that milk bucket technique to try and get it out of you. Um, <laughs> and basically, you've just asked the audience, "Show me your anus." <laughs> well, I don't need to. <laughs> no, I don't need to. We don't need to see the anus. I don't need to stare straight into the chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> what I just want to see is the cheeky little worm popping its <laughs> popping its face out to see but you would have to, to look see at it if there. it's come out for a milky treat. No. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> milky treat. So on oh. on that delightful piece of imagery, I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. I've been Alex King. And remember, don't, don't be, be a dickhead. dickhead.